0: Welcome in to a very special edition of the Return of the War podcast uh, with me, Chris Watkins, and my boy over here,
1: Frankie Cardicelli. Frank, how you doing? Very relieved yeah. and happy that the trade deadline is over. Uh, I'm really tired. I'm running off like eight hours of sleep over the you past sound three days. i am just not been sleeping well. Uh, maybe I'll sleep better now. But the Kings have finally ended this deadline and... Uh, you know, the deadline
0: is over, but moves are still happening. Yeah, We're I can We're recording
1: here at 12.48 It's 12.48. On Thursday. 12.48. We're going to pump this thing out pretty soon here, just before uh, you know the Kings play the Golden State Warriors tonight, Thursday night. So a couple moves are going to come, and that's something that I think is the most important thing. The Kings made a couple trades. Uh, obviously, last night, they acquire Corey Joseph—acquire Corey Joseph. They trade— Corey yeah. joseph
0: they you re- imagine that would be like the black <laughs> they <re-acquired, year> episode
1: <laughs> they reacquire Corey joseph has that ever happened before like a team trades someone gets other assets around like a like a similar deal and then just get the old like guy a, back like a john lester situation yeah <laughs> like a john lester kind of or like a role chapman sorry A's fans or a role chapman you know, got yankees where you uh, trade again bring him back no uh the kings trade away Corey joseph much to the the joy of a bunch of kings fans and we're going to give Kojo some love, probably in our next episode when we do awards, he definitely deserves a little more love from us uh for Dylan Wright, who's a really good backup guard um just kind of i guess going down the list,
0: yeah, do it just give initial thoughts i mean what were you i mean that happened we're going, you were at the game uh well actually here let's let's start at before the game where where there's some rumblings uh, about. Do we want to get into about yeah, Corey Joseph? So, and, I mean, you, you were the kind of I, uh, spearhead of that.
1: Yeah, and again, this is raw reaction, you guys. We didn't yeah, plan about we, this. We just we kinda, came in. We're just
0: like, let's come, on, we, come in, turn on the mics. We just feel
1: like talking about it, and uh, all the details aren't out yet. Obviously, buyouts are going to happen, or, or, or t- players are going to be waived, but um, this is how we're feeling right now. This is the real reactions. Uh, but no, last night, I'm at the game, and our boss, Jason Ross, as you all, have come to know yes. Jason. Listen to he, the
0: uh, episode with Jason Ross. Yes. That we had a couple weeks ago.
1: He sent me a text and said, hey, Kojo is not out on the floor. And I looked around really hard. How much before pre – or how, how There was like 15 – so they just had come out of the tunnel, and there was probably 13 minutes on the game clock. Excuse you. probably <laughs> thir- Probably 13 minutes on the game clock before um before warm up were over, and uh, he wasn't out there. So I, I asked James Hamm, asked guys around me. If they see him either, and they're like, "No, we don't see him," and and uh, everyone kind of starts buzzing, and then Birdman hand rub Frank, and then mm-hmm. yeah, the the Birdman, <laughs> yeah. I was rubbing my hands together, ready to put some some heat out. No, I I just I just literally share what I was saying, yeah. which is it was just an observation. That's Kojo all it was. wasn't out there, and and it turns out, which when he came back out there and, and he played, people thought maybe he had the poops or, uh, <laughs> you know, he had so, he had some bad some bad Thai food or something or I don't know, but uh, he he came back out there and it was noticed that he was kind of like saying things to other players and people like they they were having conversations with Kojo and it just seemed like they weren't saying goodbye to him, but they were just kind of like, there was like reactions. I can't really explain it, but there was was reactions. So come and find out after the game, they knew the trade was going to happen for the whole time. There's speculation on why Corey Joseph still played. I think uh, they checked with him first just to make sure it was okay. And, Maybe maybe the deal was was not done yet, but they said it was possibly going to be done. Kojo again has that longest streak in the NBA right now. He's played in like 270 straight games or something like that. Uh, it's the longest in, in the league right now. And um, he played the game, and then as soon as the game was over, like boom, yeah, one minute after five
0: minutes, yeah, he
1: was. Tra- it, it was announced he was traded, and and we got De'Aaron Fox and uh, Luke Walton and, and um, Tyrese Halliburton on the post game media session, and immediately they all. They all they they knew before the game even it started. Like they knew like they, they knew before the game even started, or at least Kojo did. So, um, Kojo will be missed uh, as far as his locker room presence. He, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, elephant in the room. Lord knows we we've dunked on. You Kojo. You had to pause for a moment plen- when I said that. <laughs> we we've, we've dunked on Kojo plenty of times uh, recording this, and I think we've also every time we have dunked on him led with the uh, pretense of. He's a great dude. He's a nice guy. Like, he's a really nice guy, and uh, I mean that's not that's not all just talk. Like it's it's a real thing. You heard it, uh, De'Aaron Fox talk about how much Corey Joseph has meant to him. You talk you you've heard. I think Luke Walton even talked about how uh, Tyrese and Corey Joseph were. I mean, I think he said like Tyrese doesn't go anywhere without him. Um, I'm sure that's an exaggeration, but. Um, I, I, I just think Corey Joseph was a very good veteran presence in that locker room, and you know that's obviously something that we don't take into account when we are are being critical of these things. But uh, you know, it's I'm glad that we can all move forward. And
1: uh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, Kojo is no longer a king, and he the player that he brought in in the process, the yeah. player that that uh, Kings receive is is a really good backup point guard. Uh, it kind of was the beginning of my thought process which we're going to get in more into in a moment that the kings were buying this deadline and definitely with, appears that way with everything all the cards as they now now lie this is a buy move to get to get dillon right because he is a really good backup guard yeah. a lot of the top contending teams the lakers ran on him the clippers ran on him uh it's just the kings somehow came out in front then it only took Corey joseph in a second round pick to get him but uh, I'm really excited to see what he brings to, to the lineup for sure. Yeah, I was
0: thinking about it on the car ride over here, and I was just like, you know, we have three really big guards, like especially, uh, you know, if I, I, I'm, I at the time was still thinking, buddy's going to get moved, but a rotation of of De'Aaron Halliburton and uh, and DeLon Wright is, I think, all of those guys are six five, six four, and above, um, long, good defensive players. I think, uh, and that's something that you can say about. All the players Monty got in this uh, in in this deadline is they're all pretty defensive. My Terrence Davis I think has three and D potential, but um, you know they're they're all long, switchable defensive guys, and I think uh, that's something that the Kings haven't had. Obviously, I think they've they've struggled to find those guys who are like those big wing guys who are six seven, six eight, and able to move. Um, but to my original point, I just think the the combination of right. Fox and Halliburton could be a really, really scary lineup to go against.
1: Yeah. And, uh, rotation, I should say. While, while like, that move is great. And again, I'm happy the Kings brought in, uh, you know, right? As a complete upgrade. It's a, a
0: point blank upgrade.
1: He's a damn good player. And the only problem is by doing that, he's under contract for eight more million dollars next yes, year versus. Kojo was going to be bought out for $2 million. So there's an extra $6 million in next year's payroll, which, hey, that's the same thing as Kojo getting bought out, and you you put that money on buying a backup guard. I get that. But the number one priority right now seems to be, not seems to be, it is. And this is why Kings fans are in uproar right now, because they didn't clear any money. Buddy's still here. Harrison's still here. Uh, you still have to pay Rashawn Holmes this offseason. And now it just looks more and more unlikely that that's going to happen, unless Holmes takes a discount, which... Why should he? He's, he leads the league in field goal percentage, but uh, this is the only move where that's a problem. The only move where the Kings added money uh, is the right deal, but is it? And I'm gonna use a pun. Is it the right move? Hey, no. Is I like it the right? Is it the right move? Because I'm excited to bring him to the roster this year, but if it means that's six million less dollars we have to give to Rashawn Holmes, yeah. and uh, I know that we we, we it's not feasible to think we would just let Kojo we'd we'd buy out the two million or um you know non guarantees deal and then we let Kyle Guyram point or I don't know what the plan would be behind that. I don't like that idea. No. So you have to spend money on a backup guard, but it would have been nice if these kind of adding money to the roster moves would have waited until we figure out what's going on with Rashawn Holmes. Because now we've added money. Yep. Whereas we could have been in the off season and we could have dealt with it then. Let's pay Rashawn and then see what we have left after move, buddy, or whoever we have to move. Just what do you think?
0: Well, I mean, first off, that's a great point. I think uh, it's interesting that um, it's not really something I thought about because definitely, yeah. I mean, if you're going to, even if the plan is still to sign Rashawn, you've now—I I don't want to say handcuffed—but you've made it to the point where you have to make a move before you're able to to have the money to do that. Um, in order. So, like, I, don't, I think it's tough to properly grade the move because I think this year, I mean, we just talked about it. I think that the it makes the team better this year and um, it improves their backcourt and improves their depth. But ultimately, if it comes at that cost, I I see what you're saying. It's it's probably not worth it. Um, at least not yet. Thing, I mean, at least th- not that's, yet. Well, that's why I just – I feel like you can't judge it because – Also, who knows how easily you can – this is – I'm completely ignorant on this. But I I feel like especially after – funny enough, I mean, Monty McNair was part of that Houston Rockets organization with that Chris Paul trade that they made. And I know that's a little different when you're making trades and stuff like that. But it just seems like you can manipulate uh, salary in funny ways sometimes. So I I don't know. I I would like to see – what this overall means for Rashawn Holmes being re-signed before I can give it a grade. But
1: personally, I think for the immediate, I like the move. Oh, well, me too. And here's the thing, and a lot of Kings fans are upset about it, and rightfully so. 15 years, why would we be buying right now? Yeah. It's just – but that was, that's <laughs> we now know because the only other moves were Bielitza traded to Miami, which we'll get to in a minute, for a couple guys that are fringe rotation players yep. that are not going to make a difference down the stretch. I mean, I'll, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'll eat my words, but – um and, and then Terrence Davis, who he'll probably play some useful minutes, but he's also a guy on an expiring deal and it's one million dollar one million dollars uh on the payroll. So it's just the the DeLon Wright move shows that if by definition was it a buy or sell, it's they bought. They bought a player they in both ways. They literally added talent to the roster, but they also added money for next year. Yeah. They didn't offload anything no, they, didn't. they bought. So that would show All signs are pointing to no matter what people think, it's not up to us. It's up to Monty McNair in the front office and the players, and they're going for it. Like They're going to go for that 10th spot because most of the roster is healthy, except for Marvin Bagley. They've upgraded their backcourt in two ways, technically, because now those Justin James minutes are probably going to go to Terrence Davis, who was playing pretty well for uh, Toronto. Yeah. So where does that leave
0: us? I think— that's the question. I mean, I, I, how good is the depth that you added? Um, Cause I mean, the, the Kings didn't really make to Wright's rights, the, the splashiest name that they made or that they, uh, that they got back. And I think are going to have the biggest impact and how much impact is that really? I mean, the team is playing better of, of late for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they integrate Marvin Bagley back in. Will he come off the bench? Will he, you know, just kind of play spot minutes. That's interesting point. because that definitely helps the bench rotation. Just, um, you know, if Marvin's coming off the bench. that
1: Just to sprinkle in a little, again, we're recording this at 1 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, James Ham, let me see. He just released uh, some news that the Kings are done with trades for the day. Those late trades that trickle in, uh, no more. The Kings are done for the day. Their work is complete. Uh, but they still need to release one more player, which I thought it was going to be two. But according to James, they have to release one more player. That makes things interesting, and as far as the mentality of in, in the thought process of are the Kings going for, quote-unquote, going for the 10th best record in, in the West, which who knows if that's even possible, but uh, they have too much talent on the roster be, to be a top-five draft pick right now. So that one player that's going to be released, because we'll move on from Don Wright to the Miami deal, mm-hmm. which is, of course, we all knew Nemanja Bialito was going to get moved, and it was always rumored to be Boston or Miami. Those are the two teams you he heard the most. Philly as well. Philly as well, and and uh, here we go. Now he's been moved finally. Bielitsa was great with the Kings for the last two years, and it's sad to see him go as far as um, being a fan, but as as someone who watches the team and, and hopes for the future, uh, there is no point in playing a guy that's 33 years old. So he goes to Miami and becomes a rotation piece there, but the guys they bring back, which Chris Silva... And Mo Harkless, Mo Harkless is a good name. A couple years ago, I'd be excited to get him. But uh, you point out to me today, and I wasn't really paying that much attention to him in Miami, and I didn't know he wasn't that much of a piece over there. Uh, people are trying to say Hassan Whiteside buy him out. Why at this point? Like, uh, I don't know. Would you rather just be? I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested to hear your thoughts because as I've been thinking about it the whole time, as things have been happening on the way over here. Would you rather the Kings buy out? Yeah, if you cut Whiteside, that'll make you a little bit worse for sure. But having him arguably makes them better on their bench right now, would you rather have them be an eighth, ninth, tenth pick, or have them just say, screw it, let's just go for the play and win more games and sure they might finish in the middle, but it just beats getting a, a pick or two better. I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm very torn right now on what to think because letting Whiteside go. That's a move the Kings make if they dealt away Harrison Barnes, or if they dealt away uh, Buddy Hield or Rashawn Holmes. If they dealt away pieces that they they knew they needed to to be a team in the hunt, they didn't move anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, they just moved the pieces that. Well, Corey Joseph was a piece that uh, wasn't playing well. Um, they got rid of him. Nemanja was a piece that they were hoping would would uh, he? They were hoping he would accept a bench role. He did not, so they moved on from him. But um, yeah, to your point. Besides that. There's nothing. They didn't really make uh, any moves that alter the uh, the course of where this team seems to be going. And so I guess we're on the same trajectory that. Uh, well, oh. it's interesting. Well, here we go. Hold we on. got it.
1: He cut me off. We got it. The Kings. Maybe we can just back over and erase that part even. I don't know. That's fine. Well, I don't really have to. It's wrong. I was rambling. Kings have released Jabari Parker.
0: Man. Let's. Uh Man, let's have a moment of silence for for the Jabari tribe. Sad to hear. Um, well, Jabari Parker barely knew you. Um, he played like a grand total of under five games, I feel, for the Kings. Uh, that feels generous. Um, probably, I mean, it's the right move. It's $6 million that was
1: going to come off this offseason. Um, yeah, it, he... It just never was a fit here, and and it's unfortunate for Jabari. I mean, it's fortunate and unfortunate because I would like to see Jabari Parker have success here. Uh, I would like to see Jabari Parker have success in the league period because he is a good dude, it seems like, and a good player, has talent. Last year even he had a great season with Atlanta. He had 14-5 and and shot 50% in the field, I believe. But um, he needs a fresh start, and it it wasn't going to be here. We knew that from the beginning when— Luke Walton immediately sent him to the bench. A guy that was averaging fourteen and five just immediately stash him on the bench. It just shows he doesn't fit. And um, answers our question: the Kings, they're they're cutting guys. I think he played in two games this year.
0: So yeah, so yeah, they're just cutting off the the back end of their roster. It seems like, and I mean, I guess here we go. We're going full steam for the for the play in, and uh, it's (laughs) I don't really know exactly how to feel about it. it being you know so fresh, but you know, I mean, I've given my thoughts on in the past on on how I feel about going for the ten seed in general. But I just feel uh, I feel like the team it's it's just going no like this season. It, I, I don't know. Well, what I, other, I don't even know where to where to start at this point. With how I feel because at this point, what other options do we have? Well, there are. I mean, people the, can opt- be, the options would have been to. what I mean. What we were talking about for the past couple weeks would have been to trade Buddy, to trade Barnes. It's clear now that the offers just weren't there, and I completely agree, and I think everybody else agrees that we shouldn't have just taken a deal for the sake of taking a deal. Uh, That just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. but But at the
0: same time, like you said earlier, we've put ourselves in a situation where we haven't necessarily made our future much better. Or any clearer, I should say.
1: Monty showed he wasn't going to be strong-armed, and, and he didn't. He wanted what he wanted, and he didn't get it. Uh, we saw it with Toronto too. Toronto, they kept Kyle Lowry. This, nothing blew away uh, Masai that made him want to make that move. And uh, look, the Kings front office—they they have guys in the room that are smarter than any of us yeah. as far as you know, as far as analytics go and evaluating talent and, and making moves. Uh, we all have things we want to happen, and we all have moves we'd like to make, but they see something we aren't seeing, and are they going to be wrong, and is it going to blow up on their faces? Maybe. It has before. But the cards the Kings have right now is their roster is, is good. It's not great. It's not uh, a top-eight playoff team, most likely, but could it get them into an interesting spot later in the year and, and put them in a position to play some exciting games? It looks like probably they have no other choice because, I mean, knock on wood, as long as De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton and Rashawn Holmes are healthy and playing and Harrison Barnes, that starting five, that starting unit, they're going to keep playing well. Yep. And here we are today on Thursday. They've won four of five, two in a row. They're playing the Warriors tonight without uh, Stephen Curry. Yep. Uh, they play the Cavaliers on Saturday. And, of course, they could lose these games, but my point is they have a favorable schedule coming up. They play the Lakers next week with no LeBron, who are – Skidding, and they made no moves today. Lakers made no moves today. It's just, I don't think it's as far fetched of an idea for the Kings to to be maybe not get it, but they'll be. They're two and a half, three out right now, and there's thirty games left. It's just,
0: yeah, I know, I agree, and I think uh, I think the Kings' depth. I'm, the more and more I think about it, I mean, they they definitely added a lot of decent rotation players to their team, and I mean, if they can. I think they might have just added enough to to squeak into the play or squeak into the play in and feel comfortable but I think the problem is it's just like all right how good are you guys though like at the end of the day like what is what is the ceiling on the team and what is how did you set yourself up for success not just now but also in the future and I think I don't I don't know I think the future to me is still the murkiest part of this all I mean clearly we at, at, as you said, we've we've bought in in as as small of a way as you possibly can. Whether we like it or not, do, do yeah. I, Am I happy with this? Did they sell? No, they for sure no, did and, not sell. So you have
1: to. For you know. those that might want to come at me and or whatever and say, "Oh, Frank, you want them to buy? You want them to go for it? it's Like it's, I don't really know. I want them to move money. I want them to move on. Yeah. If they moved, Buddy Healed, I've been happy because we have Terry's Halliburton, and he's yep. arguably a better basketball player than than Buddy Healed right now. And Buddy's making $23 million next year. I would have liked to move Harrison if it was the right deal. But also, I, I really value Harrison. I think he could be a guy that can play here for another year, maybe yeah. even longer, if they, if he wants to stay in Sacramento and they want to restructure his deal down the line. I have no problem with that. Um, I would love them to have made those moves, but point is, they didn't. And people can be angry and upset about it, and they can vent, and that's totally fine. But... When it comes down to it, the Kings are tipping off tonight. They're going for the third straight. And come Saturday, they could be just a handful, like three or four games under 500 in a game or two out of the last spot. So I just, it's, we're in too deep, really. I mean,
0: honestly, that's, that's what I was thinking when you were saying that. It's just like, all, honestly, the first, everything pre trade deadline is in the past. I mean, at this point, you just have to look forward to the, the roster that we have right now and apparently for the rest of the season i mean not yeah. a, that this is going to be the roster we have for the rest of the season the goal clearly was not to make cuz you know again organizations don't want to make their teams worse but like you know they they made they added depth to their team they're going for the playoffs um and it's just it's the ride that we're on
1: it's the ride that we're on whether we whether we like yep. it or not maybe yep. it's like i got forced to go to six flags when i was a kid
0: it's I'll that. try to have
1: fun. Yep. I'm gonna go. I'll probably sit off to the side. I'll have a churro, and uh, try to stay out of the sun. I don't are you get talking about Vallejo One or are you talking Magic Mountain? I've been to both, but I'm not a roller coaster guy. Really? So I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm afraid of heights, and yeah. I just don't really get it. Like thrill seekers. I don't know. I'm not very fun. I'm not very fun. Uh, but that, that, that's that was the best analogy I could make. It's like no, me like it. being yeah. forced to go to Six Flags, and I don't like roller coasters. I'm just gonna try to have as yep. much fun as I can. Gonna hang out I mean, and you know what, maybe you have a good day.
0: I think that's the right attitude to have for this season. Again, once the off season hits, I think it's gonna be a whole nother scramble. I mean, we're probably gonna see pretty much the same talks that we're hearing now. We're gonna hear probably Buddy might be moved. We're probably gonna hear more about Marvin being moved. Um I mean it's it's I, I think we just kinda kicked the can down the road. I have a
1: cold take. Okay. Well, maybe a hot take. I would not be surprised. If Marvin does not play again this year, that being yep. not because his injury is too bad. I just think that – I just think eventually he's yeah. just done. I think he's very close. just done both sides, I think. I mm-hmm. can't see him coming back and the, the Kings trying to implement him and make him a part of his young core when it just seems like all signs are pointing to he's not going to be here because they were trying to sell him to everybody, it seems. and no, They didn't get the return they wanted. People were buying very low on him. And it seems like McNair values him a little more. Maybe that changes this offseason, maybe it's a package deal. But um I, I look at this lineup they have, this core, which if you could keep Holmes would be great, but uh, maybe moving buddy as well. But those guys like De'Aaron Fox, Don Wright, Tyrese Halliburton, uh Rashawn, it'd be great to keep all those guys under contract next year. Harrison if it's the right move, but again, has it the whole point of this is has anything changed? Not
0: really. No, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. Because I think the team still has, still has the same goal. I, I, I do think whether or not playoffs at the beginning of the season was the goal. I, there was, you know, a lot of. I remember Sam Amick went on the Carmichael Dave show and was like, "To think that playoffs are a goal is foolish." And I personally agreed with that at the beginning Smoke of the season. Screen. But I think, yeah, I think as the season has developed. Funny enough, even through a nine-game losing streak, I think the team was always focused on figuring out how they can at least still compete. And whether the fans knew it or were along for that ride or not, it's, again, like it's the ride that apparently we've been on, we just didn't know it, and uh, and it's just going to continue to the end of the season. So has anything really changed? No, not really. I think we got a couple, you know, where the Justin James is playing – we're going to insert Terrence Davis. And, you know, Nemanja clearly was not happy with his role Mo- here. So
1: was you know, will played two or exactly. three minutes a night. Exactly. Are
0: you getting a player who is as good as Nemanja? No. We know Nemanja is, you know, probably in a bad on a bad team, a starting power forward. But he, he's he got talent. That trade is more just about, okay, you don't want to be here. You're not going to give your 100%, which, you know, is understandable for someone who is in Nemanja's situation. We'll get guys who will, will at least come in here, give us good minutes, and we can try and build upon something with that. So, I don't. I think it's just the Kings added guys who will be hungry to try and win, and and not try and you know play guys who are trying to still find out <clears throat> who they are in this league.
1: Yeah. Again, and they didn't it's even, just. It's, and they, they got they didn't better really, in the margins. They didn't even get much. Uh, young talent no. back. I know they made the trade with no. the Clippers and I I really I can't pronounce his name. Do you know how to pronounce his name?
0: Who Oh uh no I uh Cabungele or something Cabungale like do they have a uh, pronunciation key on C ball reference somebody,
1: somebody had a uh, a good Okay. Yep Fiondu Cav- Cavangeli. Cavangeli. Kevin G is a G Frankie Cardaselli. Pretty almost rhymes. Um but no but but Fiondu he could play. A lot of people are high on him. I know he had a really good season in the G League, is what people were also saying. Uh, maybe we see him down the stretch in those minutes if if they end up buying out someone. But at this very point, I can't see them buying out Whiteside. I can't see them buying out. Uh, I don't know who else you even buy out at this point. There's no one you can buy out. Parker was the one that they talked about waving, yeah. and they did. So that's done. So. Well, it
0: just wouldn't really make sense for that. I think if if they were going to part ways with Whiteside, they probably would have just accepted a deal f- for him. Because I mean, it, it sounded like there were suitors for him for from what we heard about an hour before the deadline. Um, but I think Whiteside, for you know, for whatever reason, we've seen him. We've seen him at his lows, and we've seen him, you know, be attentive this season. He's he's a team that he's a player that people on. Or that winning teams want to have on their team um as a piece. And I think Monty McNair sees the same thing and is like, hey, I mean, I guess if if we're trying to win this season, I don't it's I mean, it's kind of Which they are. on a much smaller scale, it's the same logic as as the Harrison Barnes deal. It's just, you know, oh, like other people want him. I'm not just gonna, you know, get rid of him for nothing.
1: It's anti anti-clim- climatic. excuse me, for some people. I understand, but Hey, we're riding a high wave right now. <laughs> They're playing well.
0: This was not as exciting as of a trade deadline episode as we wanted to get. No, here. and we you waited. Know, we, we, yeah, we waited. We, we wanted, waited a week. We we wanted to come in here and be like, "Wow, we just traded Buddy Heald for Miles Turner and whatever, whatever. What does this mean for De'Aaron's development and the few We we just didn't get that. You know, we we didn't get a move that that we're gonna. T- that we can even really talk about next no. year getting better. You know, Delon Wright is, that's is signed for next year, but that's the only one that signed for again, next year too. So, I mean, there's not even really guarantee he'll be on the team next year.
1: No, I mean, uh, Monty, he's a movable asset too. He doesn't make. Yep. He's he's a he's does not make much money, deal, and he's a very good player, yep. uh, having the best year of, of his career right yeah. now. And maybe that makes someone taking on a buddy heel contract a little more appeasing if mm. if they need some help with the guard position. Hey, we'll give you. A guy who could start at your point guard spot because he started for Detroit this year a lot, and and it'll be anybody heal and he's expiring. So, uh, hey everybody, I know it's it's tough. Uh, I know we expected we want yeah, some we, fireworks. Yep. Uh, I think the last one we didn't really talk about much was Terrence Davis. Again, uh, he he can knock down the three ball. He's gonna play probably in the minutes. Justin James is yeah I occupying. Like that. Is that,
0: I think that's a good call. Uh,
1: except, I would like to have seen a little more. Maybe a
0: little more. I mean, who knows? Corey Joseph was playing games where he was getting like twenty six, twenty seven minutes a game. I don't know if the long the long ride is without a doubt good enough to fill those all those he'll minutes. Pr- he'll probably get a majority. Of I, I think he'll done, probably right. get like twenty six minutes a night or something like Je- that. But uh, well,
1: what, Justin James played like eight minutes last night. I can yeah. see Terrence, Terrence
0: making like twelve. or Yeah,
1: something maybe there. ten or twelve, yeah. and it, it depends. He was playing well for the Raptors this year. Uh, well, and it
0: depends how Buddy plays as well because this again it just adds. This is two guards that the Kings have added. Yeah, that could potentially take. If Buddy Healed isn't on, I mean, we saw last night against. uh, Who? Why can't I not remember who we even played last night? Um,
1: Oh, um, uh, the Hawks.
0: The the Hawks. Yeah, we saw last night against the Hawks. When Buddy's not on, he's just
1: not on. Yeah, but we don't have
0: we don't have anywhere else to go. So at least this gives us an option.
1: Yeah it 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 also shows that the Kings are not high on Justin James and. Mm -hmm. Jamais Ramsey is very far away from being able to go out there and play minutes. So yeah. it's very, very telling. It's a bummer the G League season didn't happen. I know the bubble happened. It was kind of like a uh, an abbreviated – The gubble. Gubble. But the fact that you have Robert Woodard and Jemias Ramsey just sitting there uh, and Fiondi, like just those guys that should be playing down the G League getting minutes, they have to just kind of wait out the rest of the year on the yeah. bench. And Kyle Guy as well. I, yeah, Kyle Guy. I saw a bunch of tweets also saying like how uh, – Last night, I think Corey Joseph, Whiteside, and or it was a couple of games ago. Corey Joseph, Bealitson, and Whiteside were all playing while Robert Woodard, Robert Woodard and and uh, Jemias are on the bench and everything. And it's like, yeah, it's a bummer. It really is. It's not ideal. But again, honestly, I don't think we're going to see them no. the rest
0: of this season either. Though
1: they're clearly they're seeing something we that not everyone's seeing. Maybe they're getting just destroyed in practice. I don't know, I mean, Not Robert. Woodard. I just
0: I think it goes to the mentality of they're they're trying to win. I think. When you play young guys, you're playing through their development, and naturally, you know when Justin James is going to get 12 minutes a game, those probably aren't going to be you know a good 12 minutes. You know? No, he's going to be trying to figure things out. He's going to be trying to. They're going you know, to try their lobs exactly. They try it, their lobs,
1: to them, but they never work out. They're the worst. He tries <laughs> Lob, to dunk Pat.
0: everything. He he's got to learn these things. He's got to learn it through playing. Whereas you put Terrence Davis in those role in that role. He's already played his minutes. He's figured out how to be a player in the league. And a good he's system. Just gonna come. And it's not like, again, it's not like Terrence Davis is going to come in and be, you know, flamethrower or anything like that. He's like Bobby still, Jackson. Yeah, no. he is still a bottom of the rotation kind of guy. But he's at least a guy who knows who he is, what he is, and what he's there to that do.
1: That move was surprising to me, too, because I thought they traded him to the Kings to clear a space to trade Lowry. And they didn't even end up trading Kyle yeah. Lowry. So maybe they just. And then also uh, the Raptors. They shipped out Norman Powell to Portland, which is yeah. a good deal, Normie. <laughs> uh, that kind of puts Toronto in an interesting spot. They they only traded, uh, yeah. Did they only trade Norman Powell. Um, yeah, Norman Powell and and Terrence Davis were their only two moves. It's very interesting because uh, they still could technically go for the playing spot. They're pretty close still. Um,
0: they have some good players.
1: They do. They have Kyle Lowry. They have Siakam. They have OG Boy, Chris Boucher. OG Chris Boucher. Yeah, he didn't get moved. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Kings, it wasn't the sexiest trade deadline. It is what it is. Kings against all of our natural feelings of wanting them to just kinda lay low and, and maybe take one down year as people called it a gap year, which is what Sam Amick said too, that they were looking at as a gap year. They're clearly full yeah. of you know, I mean or or things
0: change, you know. They obviously
1: we're not they don't mean they don't mean that because here here we are.
0: I think it's very interesting that even as the team didn't play well, it kind of never – I mean, it never got to the point where the team focused on, you know, tanking. Like, clearly, even when it was a nine-game streak, I think the organization had confidence that this was a winning team and there's something here. I don't know exactly what, what leads them to to feel that way. I think – I think for sure, like, th- this is a team that can fight for a playoff spot if they're playing well, you know, if they have a good season. I would say that this season, you know, hasn't been a perfect season by any stretch, but uh, it's it's gone about, you know, at the end of the day, if we're, what are we, 16-24, 16-25?
1: The bummer that's is... That's
0: somewhere around where we should it, be.
1: It's like every other season that we've had the past five years where they're they're 19 and 25. So yeah, tonight they're 20 yeah. if they win, they're 20 and 25, which we'll see what happens against Golden State and then Saturday against Cleveland, but if they win the games they should win, they should beat. they should beat Golden State without Curry, yeah. they should beat the Cavaliers at home. Uh if they're hypothetically 21 and 25 on Saturday afternoon, it's, how I don't it just if the team was like 13 and 26, I think it'd be a lot easier to say we'll take whatever we can get. To get these contracts off our books, but I'm going to get totally dragged for this. Maybe they're not as far away as we think. I don't know. I mean, I think that's
0: the thought process in the organization.
1: That's what they're thinking, and people are mad about that, and I totally understand. It'd be nice if the Kings, they lost, if they were doing what Houston did, if on that 10 game losing streak they lost 10 more in a row and they just lost 20 20 and there's just no hope. But that didn't happen. So the reality is. Again, like we keep saying, this is the the reality.
0: Whether we like it or not, the Kings are going for the 10 seed. They're not not any better than what they're aiming for. So, you know, they're not going to look like a 4 seed at any point during this season. Like, it's going to be a real grind to get there, but they
1: are trying to get it. No, and I fully understand there's some games like they wouldn't win. Like, De'Aaron Fox scored 37 points last night. Do you think if De'Aaron Fox has even a a slightly lesser game they win last night? No. no.
0: He also, no. like, I think De'Aaron missed one free throw. Did he even miss a free throw he last night? He missed one. He missed one free throw. So if De'Aaron has
1: a normal free throw night... They lose. Do they win that game? No. So my point is, I think they're closer... I didn't mean closer to being a playoff team. I think they're closer in, like, the idea of what they want and who they yes. want around. I know what you uh, mean. Because we know they want to move Buddy. That's not a... It's yeah. really not a secret... We know they want to move Bagley. We know they probably want to keep Rashawn Holmes, and we know they probably want to keep Harrison Barnes. They obviously value him. And that lineup featuring those players is their best lineup. If you were to take Buddy out and you get someone like a, if we got a Matisse-Thibel or a Marcus Smart type of player, which that wouldn't happen for Buddy, we'll but type that player. type of player, a defensive, uh, gritty, mm-hmm. like agile, a person able to just be flexible in positions from from shooting guard a small forward or power forward kind of like buddy or, or harrison barnes uh that's the kind of player they're missing and do they have him on the roster right now probably not Dylan Wright maybe could could fill that hole but buddy's shooting is pretty valuable it's just the team is what it is right now they have one more player they ha- might have to buy out or, or release today probably not. i keep saying buy out uh wave i don't think it's gonna be white side i could be wrong um that's it. I'm happy it's over.
0: Yeah. What do you think of this uh something I, I, I randomly thought and I guess I'm kind of patting Monty McNair on the back for at the end of the day doing his job, but I was pretty impressed by the fact that, you know, the the buddy deal there was no buddy deal, there was no Barnes deal, uh there was no Bagley deal, and yet Monty McNair just kind of was like, Well, I'm still gonna get my deals off. You know, like I, I think to me, I feel like in the past the Kings I mean, they haven't been in this kind of situation, but would have you know, kind of been bogged down, focused on one thing, and for Monty to juggle all those balls in the air, I think he did pretty well.
1: Yeah, people are going to get kind of go at him because he put the hit, like quote in the middle again. We're still yeah, in the middle, sure. where, but
0: I, and they're not he, wrong.
1: But he didn't leverage any future. He can't trade any p- big picks away. He didn't go for the Aaron Gordon type of deals, which you and I were talking about. How it would have been cool and it would have been nice, but. He didn't swing for the fence in any way. He kind of just made those little moves, like yep. to upgrade here and there. And he did. He upgraded the bench. Like if we have to be, mm. what did he do? The bench is yep. better. The biggest problem they have now they have Terrence Davis and and uh, and right off the bench.
0: I like Chris Silva too. I really do. Chris Silva can get minutes here too. and there. He he's very like a rim runner. He seems like I think I told you he's like he's kind of
1: very similar to Chmezi Metu. And the Kings also here we go. Here's the answer. They just released. Uh, how do I say his name again? Mafan. Mif- really? They, just yeah.
0: Kevin Gailey.
1: Kevin. Yeah. Again, I'm just. I don't want to. The guy they just
0: traded uh, from the Clippers. Kevin uh, Gailey. I believe they got him for a second round, a future protected second round pick. Yep. Um, and they just waived him. So this is the roster. They're so not. They're
1: not releasing a white Whiteside.
0: Not releasing a Sun Whiteside. Keep side him there.
1: for the rest of the season. True. In all likelihood. Yep. So. I mean, there it is. I mean, that, there it is. That,
0: that puts a cap on it. What, what perfect timing! Again, um, people,
1: this is raw reaction. This is what yeah, this this we is, do. It this for. is a
0: very raw episode. So, uh, I apologize if our our formatting wasn't great. I apologize if we. This is not we wanted I wanted though yeah, because
1: this is it. Again, at the end of the day, we like the team too. We support the team too. We we have our jobs, but uh, we we feel emotions and feelings, <laughs> pains, frustrations. Uh, joy, not very often, and confirming that you're not a robot right now. No, I, I really (laughs) wish I was a robot, but uh, if the again, and then I'm I'm probably just I got no other thoughts really to share about this whole thing because it's exhausting. Now it's over. All the ever the dust is cleared. The dust is settled. This is the team.
0: I have a fun. I have a great question to, okay. end, to end this with. So go that's
1: ahead. fine because I'm just like at this point, it's the guys be who've been cut are cut. It'll be fun. The guys who've been cut are cut. This is the team, and uh, everyone is strap in. Let's do it. Let's just let's see what happens. Frankie, the internet is ablaze. I don't know if you've been paying
0: attention. I don't know if you go on uh, Twitter.com often. I do sometimes. Was that Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or was that okay. a cinnamon-coated shrimp in the man's cereal box?
1: In Topanga's it's, husband's cereal I know. box. For those of you I – mean, it's for sure – go – just type in Cinnamon Toast Cinnamon toast Crunch in Google, and you'll see. It's Shrimp Tail. Bro, that is for sure a Shrimp Tail. It's a Shrimp Tail.
0: I don't know how the hell it got in there. But
1: that is definitely a shrimp. It's two. It's they're, two shrimp. And they're tip. telling him, oh no, it's it's not. It's like a coat it's like it's a clump of shrimp. Caramelized sugar. or crystal- <laughs> sugar crystallized. No, but uh, someone who obviously works on the yeah, conveyor belt or whatever uh, was eating shrimp and just yeeted those things into <laughs> just yeeted those things into the giant vault of of cinnamon toast crunch.
0: Uh, okay, here's my next question. So is it? Do you think it? Like, I mean, there's no reason why a Homeboy would have like coated some some yeah. shrimp no. and then tweet.
1: Uh, is it real? Like, no, it's got. It has to be real. why, that, why, that's why mean, would he I, bring attention when he knows he's a wife that's famous and yeah. he te- I think he's a writer too. So he's th- yeah, he's, he's, he's verified, a fellow podcaster. Oh yeah, he, know, he, we he's have, we're he's, colleagues. He has or, a following too. <laughs> why would you bring that kind of attention to yourself, which also could could have a lawsuit yeah. if it wasn't like valid? Yeah. Uh, so I I swear to God, whoever was working at the Semitos C- Crunch Factory was eating some shrimp, and I swear, that guy just threw them. Probably he just threw those tails, and they landed in in when it's getting boxed. I swear to God, there's no other way.
0: Full disclosure: I'm allergic to shrimp, so I don't know how. Are you eating, really? Yeah, I don't know how the eating process of shrimp happens. You 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 eat it and you leave the tail. Shrimp's fine. Is it's that okay. what was That was a question. Yeah.
1: You, uh, well, like, yeah, you you bite it off before you don't eat the tail. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Or it comes already with no tail. But huh. if it's already like you just bite it, then you just yank it gotcha. out. Gotcha. Like the tail a, stays. Artichokes? Off.
0: A little bit yeah. I'm not really semi. an artichoke
1: guy either. I'm I'm not really I'm really a shrimp guy either. Shrimp's fine, but I wouldn't I would gag, I would die if I found a, uh, shrimp tail <laughs> in my cereal. I couldn't believe it. That's what if he chewed on it? What if he what if he yeah. bit it?
0: Oh my I god! I would have thrown up. I was literally like for the past two or three days, I've been trying to think of – I was planning on doing – you know how I'm just like so funny. I was planning on doing a, a great intro where I mentioned – make some reference to the Cinnamon Toast thing. I couldn't come up with anything, so no, this was my second I option. love it.
1: I love it. Again, this is raw. We didn't talk about anything we were going to talk about before this. I love the Cinnamon Toast Crunch edition. It makes me feel a little better, a little normal. <laughs> It's been, a, it's been a very stressful yeah, week. Like, no, I, I, it's been I, very stressful. I, when I
0: asked that question, I felt a little, like, stress come off. Like, I this felt is I laugh.
1: The deadline has not been fun as far as covering the team goes and everything, and uh, I'm happy it's over. Now we have the official full... Roster. End of everything. Who's in? Right here. Joseph. Or, I'm sorry. I keep saying he was in. Man. Who, who, who
0: right, <coughs> starting again. God damn it. The Kings roster for the rest of the season is as follows.
1: Can we read the whole thing? Yes, please. Okay. The rest of the Sacramento Kings roster right now, we'll just go through the starters. We'll go with Heald, Fox, Barnes, Holmes. Holmes. Halliburton. Halburton. Uh, not in that order. Not in that order. The bench, uh Jamias Ramsey, Robert Woodard, Chemezi Metu, Daquan Jeffries, Kyle Guy, Justin James, Hassan, Whiteside, and then we go to the new guys, Dorrell Wright, uh, or, I keep saying Darrell. That's his brother.
0: No, he... Uh, yeah,
1: DeLon. We got DeLon. Darrell Wright was pretty good, too. He played he was, for the Warriors, hey, I believe. All right. uh, DeLon Wright. Mo Harkless.
0: Chris well, Silva.
1: Rich. And... Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis.
0: That is your 2021 Sacramento Kings. This has been your 2021 Return of the War trade deadline episode special. Thank you all for listening so much. Frankie, do you have anything else? No. no.
1: Sorry, my brain's been scrambled. I'm sorry if I was all over the place. But, again, I've had no sleep this week because I'm waiting to see any of these deals go through. Uh, so now I'm gonna take a nap.
0: Yep. Turns out you could have just slept this whole. Time. I could have just slept the whole time.
1: <laughs> I could have just slept. Lesson
0: learned for next year. Uh,
1: we'll record probably this weekend or after the weekend with yeah. some game breakdowns, awards, the whole deal. Uh, but ladies Who and gentlemen, will be our
0: soda machine of the week. These are the questions that people are
1: wondering now. But ladies and gentlemen, your Sacramento Kings. Whether you like it or not, looks like they're going for it. So cap. Okay. God bless.